0: Next, you need the best way to explain your idea, but all you have is a few sticky notes. Drawing board or Miro board? Drawing board, because, you know, in Miro, I could record videos add text, images, links, and digital sticky notes, of course, present my thoughts the way I want. Right again! Now, you're looking for a past idea you thought was just genius. Only you could find... Oh! There it is. Drawing board or Miro. Our finished and unfinished work lives in one place. And he's one. Join over 60 million people getting ideas noticed in Miro brainstorms. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M I R O.com. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP 1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello everyone, welcome to the December 16th episode, the NFL Week 15 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. We're in the final stretch, four weeks to go on the road to 272 bets, I don't know how many, 209 bets down, uh, which would make it quick math, 63 to go. I think, 100, 209 down, 63 to go. Uh, if I got that math right, I'm pretty impressed with myself that I was able to do that. But here we are, back another week. 7-7 uh, seven and seven last week. 7-7, seven and seven, minus .5 units. Did hit my money line underdog, though, with the Rams, but it wasn't a big one. I think it was only plus 120. We're back with another week. Boy, oh boy, do I miss the victory song. Remember when that was a thing? Remember when I could hit... Ten bets in a week, and it happened like the four of the first five weeks. But to be fair, then bye week started. Once bye week started, it was hard to hit ten wins because there was fewer games. But for the final four weeks of the season, we have 16 games every week. So my goals do get the victory song one more time before the regular season ends. Got four shots to go ten and six uh, to be honest, I don't feel great about it this week. Now, last week, if you remember, the past few weeks, I've been saying that there's going to be a big week, there's going to be a week where favorites dominate, uh, and I think it was like week third, week 12 and week 13, I went heavy favorites, and it was going to be then. Of course, last week, I didn't go heavy favorites, and of course, that was the time favorites went, what'd they go, 12-2 and two against the spread, I believe? Falcons and Rams were the, the only favorites to win, were they, or, sorry, the only f- underdogs to win, were they the only underdogs to cover... I think so. Uh, maybe one other underdog covered, but didn't win. But I don't. Oh, the Ravens. The Ravens covered. So they went what eleven and three favorites did last week against the spread. Unbelievable. And of course, that was a week that I didn't go very. But I mean, I'll take seven and seven. But a few heartbreakers. A few absolute heartbreakers last week. I don't know if I'd be. I'd prepared to call one of them a bad beat for sure. So, I mean, the three bets, I mean, if you tail them, then you know. Bears, Browns, Bills, Browns. Maybe not a bad beat, but the fact that, like, by halftime, I chalked that up as a win. And when you mentally chalk one up as a win because it's such a dominant game, and then the other team finds a way to backdoor cover by the hook, maybe bad beat's not the word. A stinger. A heartbreaker. I don't know. we got to come up with another word for that because maybe it's not a bad beat, but I, in my mind, I chalked that up as a win. Is what, like twenty-six nothing at a half, or something crazy like that? Um, the Bears, the Bears plus twelve and a half, were winning by six at halftime, and then the Packers scored what twenty-six nothing in the second half, or twenty-six to three, because Matt Nagy for some reason decided to kick a field goal there. That was frustrating. Uh, The Bills. The Bills were definitely a bad beat. Even though they did make a comeback, to be fair. They are down by quite a bit. Made the comeback. All we needed them to do was either uh, not score at all on their final drive and lose by three. Or score a touchdown and just win the game. Um, Or in overtime, they could have either just lost on a field goal or won the game themselves. Uh, But it ended the exact way we needed it not to end. Which was the Buccaneers to score a touchdown. So... Plus three and a half loss there. That was a stir. But to be fair, in all fairness, gambler giveth, gambler taketh away. 49ers did kind of go our way. Now, they did give up a big lead, but they did end up winning in overtime, and they won after they got went down by a field goal in overtime. So, gambler giveth, gambler taketh away. Unfortunately, uh, kind of went one and three uh, with the late swings this past week. But seven and seven down, only half a unit. We march on. We are now at, for the road to 272 bets, we are at 117 wins, 90 losses, and one push. Uh, just a heads up, I did tweet on my record Monday night, and I put out the wrong football record. I, I added in, I, I did my math wrong, I put in a loss. I tweeted out 117-91-1, one, it's 117-90-1. Uh, but for plus two 27.91 units, so we're still way, 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 way in the green Um, But I think I said last week or the week before, my goal here is to finish above 30 units for the season. So let's reach that. I think we can. Um, If you didn't see it already, I did release my college football bowl season podcast earlier this week. So this is the second podcast of the week. Bowl season starts on Thursday, the day that this episode will be released. Uh, So go ahead and check that out. My best bet for every single bowl game. It's a little bit of a longer one because I had to go through all 42 bowl games. If you don't want to listen to my breakdown for every single one, uh, just go ahead and fast forward to the the very end, and I just recap just my picks. But that'll be very interesting, something I've never done before, and I don't feel as comfortable in college football as I do NFL, but I still did finish up a little over eight units in college football in the regular season. So we will see how that goes. Check that out. Um, Final thing here is I'm recording this on Tuesday night. I got... Uh, personal matters I need to take care of Wednesday night, so I am recording this a night early. I'm not going to release this until Wednesday night, but the reason why I'm telling you this is because with all the COVID stuff going on in the NFL, I'm sure lineups will change a ton this week, which is going to cause lines to change. I apologize. Tuesday night was the only night this week I could record. Um, So, I locked my bets tonight before I recorded. Hopefully... As many that will go against me, uh, hopefully it will be just as many that will go in my favor. So, I mean, if there's a, a bit, a pick that changes drastically and you really want to know how I feel about the new line, you can DM me and if I have time, I'll get back to you. But uh, at the end of the week, I need to drive back to Canada for two days. So that's not, well, I mean, being in Canada is going to be fine. Uh, I'm going to be there for like literally 37 hours. I've been trying to import my vehicle since I moved here in September. And I thought import, I thought all you had to do was just drive your car across the border. And when he moved here, he just like went to like DMV and just got a like New York license plate. Turns out that's not the case. Turns out there's a whole process called importing your vehicle, even though all I drive is a Hyundai Elantra. I would have thought that a Hyundai Elantra in Canada would be the same as a Hyundai Elantra in the United States, but it's apparently not And I went through steps and hoops and I drove to JFK Airport to go to their uh, customs place and I drove back and I went to the DMV and I spoke to a million people on the phone and I got hung up a million times and apparently my vehicle is missing what's called a tire pressure monitoring system and I can't import my vehicle and I'm finding this out four months after moving here uh, unless I have a tire pressure monitoring system that's specifically installed by a Hyundai dealer. And do you think if I call honey dealers in New York City they know what I'm talking about? The answer would be no. None of them. I got hung up on a couple times. I finally found one on Staten Island who at least was willing to have a conversation with me, and they we came to the conclusion they aren't sure if they can install it, and even if they can, it's gonna cost close to two thousand dollars. So I'm saying fuck it because I'm in New York City and I've used my car twice since I moved here, so I'm I need to take it back to Canada And I need to do it as soon as possible because I'm technically not insured anymore with my Canadian insurance. It's a whole big thing. So Thursday night, I I am leaving at 10 o'clock at night. And I'm going to drive all the way back to Nova Scotia uh, straight. I'm going to try to make it in one run. And why am I doing it at night? Because I discovered traffic on whatever highway that is, on I-95 coming the way down. And I'm not used to traffic. There's no traffic where I come from. If you're stuck in traffic, it's because there's either construction or you're stuck behind a tractor. The traffic I, 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 I sat through from Portland, Maine to New York City when I moved here drove me nuts. And I think I lost 10 years off my life because of that drive. So in order to avoid all that traffic, I'm going to drive through the night back to Nova Scotia. About 15 to 16 hours straight of driving. I'm going to try to make it an all-one go. Obviously, I'll have to stop for gas, but I won't be sleeping I'm gonna to try to drive for 15 to 16 hours straight, drop my car off, get someone in my family to sell it, jump on a plane, and fly back. So that's how I'm gonna spend my Friday and Saturday. So what a what a what a fun way to spend uh, a holiday weekend. Uh, I guess it's not Christmas weekend yet, but it's it's late December. What a fun way to spend two days off. So looking forward to that. I hope I don't fall asleep while I'm driving. We'll see how that drive goes. Wish me luck. Um, that was a long way of explaining why I am recording this Tuesday night and why I'm going to be releasing it. Uh, I'm still going to be releasing it Wednesday, um, but I have other things I need to take care of Wednesday before I leave on Thursday. But Tuesday night, my picks are locked in. These are my bets. There is one game that I could not find a line for either of my two books. It's the Rams and Seahawks game. I still gave out my pick. Uh, if my actual bet that I lock in same as last week ends up being a different line I will tweet it out but for right now I will go off the consensus line that I found some results but that is the only play that I did not lock in myself so far like I said if the line changes from when I actually lock it in for full transparency I will t- tweet it out um, and it's probably going to be the same pick regardless but without further ado well actually really quick uh, I got a manual ad read this time before we get in the podcast here uh, the, f- usually they just, uh, get added in there, but I got a one that I'm going to read here. Knuckleheads. Check out the Knuckleheads podcast. It is NBA veterans Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles, who are also lifelong friends and bona fide truth tellers. Listen as they invite special guests, high profile athletes, Musicians and entertainers to get brutally honest about everything from current events to untold stories from the golden era of sports and culture. Named for the on-court celebration they made wildly popular, this unfiltered, hilarious, and surprising podcast is like playing NBA 2K with no fouls. So go ahead and check out the Knuckleheads podcast. You guys know that number one, I like being brutally honest. Uh, Number two, I like... um, the Golden Air of Sports and Culture. I like athletes. I like truth-tellers. It's a great podcast. Check it out. And in this season coming up, they have guests including Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Sue Bird, the legendary Sue Bird, and uh, DeMar DeRozan. Those are, all four of those are better guests than you will ever hear on the Bacon Bets podcast. I can guarantee you that. So go ahead and check out the Knuckleheads podcast Featuring the two hosts, former NBA players Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles. Knuckleheads podcast. Download it. Download it. Listen. Enjoy it. It's awesome. Alright, let's get into the NFL Week 15 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. Let's go. More bacon than the pan can handle. 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 Alright, here we go, let's get into it now. There is all 16 games, but this episode I think is going to be a little bit shorter because I don't have too much to say about these games. The reason being is because you've heard me talk about these teams for 15 weeks now, so I'm going to try not to repeat myself and say the same things about these teams that you've heard me say a million times before. So some of the breakdowns are going to be pretty quick, but we will start on Thursday, and we got the Chiefs and Chargers. I'm going to take the Chargers plus 3, minus 105 at home. So the Chiefs are playing much better football recently, much more complimentary football. They aren't trying to do too much, so they aren't in an auto bet against spot anymore, but I'm still suspicious that they're all the way back. The Chargers offense has been clicking they're third in the NFL in yards per play right now. Chiefs are still eighth. Now the key thing for the Chargers is that they are ninth in yards per pass attempt. Justin Herbert has been slinging the rock lately. Chiefs are 24th in opponent yards per pass attempt. I know their defense has been much better lately, um, but still 24th in opponent yards per pass attempt. And then on the flip side of things, the Chargers defense is very solid against the past ninth in opponent yards per pass attempt. I'd be nervous betting on this Chargers team if they were playing a team that runs the football well because I can't stop the run. But the Chiefs only get a little over 28% of their offensive yards on the ground, which is 25th in the NFL. They are a throwing football team. I'm not saying anything breaking there. And that's where the Chargers' strength is, is in their secondary on defense. Now I will say, we'll be honest, a concern I have for this game, and if I was on the Chiefs, it would be the main point why I was backing the Chiefs, is that the Chiefs are 1st and 3rd down offense. The Chargers are last and third down defense. So the Chargers getting the Chiefs offense off the field is a big question mark in this game. And yes, I am concerned about it. But enough of the other numbers kind of lean more towards the Chargers. I think it's a close game. Chargers are getting points right at that magic number of three. I wouldn't be shocked if this game comes down to a last second field goal. I will take the Chargers, plus 3, minus 105 on Thursday night. Fantastic Thursday night game this week. Then we got to Saturday games, which I didn't even know this week had Saturday games until I sat down to handicap them. And maybe they are Saturday games, right? I'm pretty sure. Maybe I just looked at a weird schedule. No, but I'm pretty sure they are Saturday games. Browns, Raiders. Going to take the Browns, minus 3, minus 110 now. I believe they open at minus 6. I believe that's gone down 3 points because... Uh, COVID has ravaged their team as of Tuesday night when I'm recording this. I think Jarvis Landry is the biggest name that is uh, at least on the COVID protocol. Is he going to play? I don't know. But I'm going to hashtag underreact guy to this. Now, if you look at the total, the total is at 40. So my immediate thought was to take the over. But then I thought, if this total is 40, something else must be going on. So I checked out the weather. And yes, now it's still, this is Tuesday night. The game is on Saturday, so we got some days to go. I don't know how often the weather forecast changes in Cleveland, but as of right now, it's calling for rain Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday is going to be rain and snow, and it's going to be in the low 30s. Now, that's Fahrenheit. I still haven't fully figured out Fahrenheit, but I think 33 Fahrenheit, zero Celsius, I believe, so it's going to be right around freezing, and it's going to be snowing, and it's going to be raining, and it's going to be happening after four straight days of rain. So if this weather holds up, it's going to be sloppy. And what team is better for cold and sloppy weather? It's the Browns, and there's no question about that. I know they had a ton of players ruled out for COVID, as I mentioned, but I don't care because they are third in the NFL in yards per carry. Vegas is 28th. Browns are 10th in opponent yards per carry. Vegas is 18th. So this, to me, seems like it's going to be a run-the-ball, control-the-clock kind of game, and the Browns are built for that much better than the Raiders are. And the Browns are still fifth in the NFL in net yards per play, despite the record. So I'll take the Browns, minus three at home, even though the Browns might be my least, my most hated franchise, at least they were on Sunday when they blew that cover against the Ravens. Uh, Two of the last, they had, they blew a cover against the Ravens, had a bye week, and then blew a cover against the Ravens, and I was on them both times. The motherfuckers. Uh, Browns minus 3, minus 110. Uh, My only Moneyline Underdog pick of the week, and the reason why this is my only one, because there's a lot of big spreads this week. Uh, So this is the other Saturday game. Going Patriots plus 120 against the Colts. I don't know why the Colts are favored in this game. It's kind of, it shocked me. So part of me thinks they seem so obvious I'm going to back them, but maybe other people don't think it's that obvious? I don't know. Uh, The Colts are still 12th in the NFL in net yards per play. The Patriots are like top 5. Patriots' defense, third in opponent yards per play. The Colts' defense is 21st in opponent yards per play. Now, I will say there is a path to victory for the Colts. They could run the ball on, on the Patriots because the Patriots um, rank pretty low in opponent yards per carry. They're not good at it. That's the, the run defense is their weakness, and the Colts are first in the NFL in yards per carry. So if they just pound the rock, control the clock, they could win this game. But if they have to throw the ball at all, do you trust Carson Wentz, throwing the ball against the second-best pass defense in the NFL, the second-best pass defense that's coached by the greatest coach in NFL history? No. If there's a way to confuse and exploit Carson Wentz, Bill Belichick's going to know it. Also, I know Mac Jones doesn't toss the ball over the field, but the Patriots are actually sneakily sixth in the NFL in yards per pass attempt. So, as much as I hate to say it, I think this Patriots team is for real, and I don't believe in the Colts whatsoever. I mean, I'm not betting on Carson Wentz against Bill Belichick's defense. Not as a favorite. Not as a favorite. Can't do it. Patriots, plus 120, money line against the Colts. Then we are going to move on to Sunday's games here. Bills against the Panthers, and I'm taking Bills minus 10.5. I'm on a lot of big favorites this week, so I hope favorites have another big week here. Um, Panthers offense without McCaffrey is a circus. They were funny to watch against the Falcons last week, 30th in the NFL in yards per play. And now they're going up against the number one defense in the NFL. The bills have been slumping lately for sure, but they're still first in net yards per play. They're still first in opponent yards per play. Those numbers don't lie. This is going to be a blowout win for the Bills, I think. It's time for them to have a big win. They're just too good of a team statistically to not beat up on this Panthers team. They're also third and third down offense. Panthers are 28th. Bills also better third down defense. Third and third down defense. Panthers 8th. That's kind of confusing. Bills, third and third down offense. Third and third down defense. Uh, Also, if you want to look look at it from a motivation standpoint. Now, I'm not a big motivation handicapper, but I know some of you are. Um, the Panthers' season ended last week against the Falcons. Their last hope was they had to beat the Falcons last week. They did not, so it's going to be hard for them to get motivated for one of the best teams in the NFL the week after your season basically got killed. So, I think Bills win big here. Bills minus ten, minus one ten, or sorry, Bills ten minus ten and a half, minus one ten against the Panthers. Jets, Dolphins. Um, Go ahead and make the meme of the Joker staring in the mirror and then put the caption, me getting ready to bet on the Jets again. Because I think this is like the third or fourth week in the row. uh, And I've bet on the Jets way 20 times a season. But here I am back on them again. Plus 9, minus 114 against the Dolphins. Listen, I know Tua has been much better recently. But 9 points? Net yards per play, Jets are second last. Sure, Dolphins are seventh last. Not that big of a difference. Offensive yards per play, the Jets are actually better. 23rd in that stat compared to the Dolphins at 31st. Yards per carry, Jets are better. Yards per pass attempt, Jets are better. Nine points? Listen, I know as a whole the Dolphins are a better team. I'm not, you know, taking Jets' money line here. But nine points in a toilet bowl game between two shit teams? The Dolphins... I know the Jets are shit. Nine points? Jets plus nine, minus 114. I'm not I'm not laying nine points with this Dolphins team. I don't care who they're playing. I don't care if they're playing um, the East Carolina Pirates. I think I'd still uh, take the nine points. Not really. But you get my point. Eagles, Washington. Eagles, minus four and a half, minus 110 against the football team. Um, I... Was so right about Washington sucking last week. I was shocked how many people thought Washington was an easy bet. I was shocked. I thought the Cowboys... Maybe it's just the people I follow on Twitter. But everyone was like, on Washington, why? And that was another bet that almost turned into a bad beat. Washington almost made the comeback. That would have sucked. Um... I got some CLV on that because I got a what, like four and a half, and then it closed a Cowboys six and a half. That's but everyone thinking Washington had like was in that game, or Washington was the better team in that game, or Washington had a chance to win, or it was too many points. Those are people who look at results of games and don't look at stats. Because if you look at stats, you know this Washington team stinks. 20th in yards per play, 25th in opponent yards per play. But if you look at the record, oh, they won four straight games. Oh, they beat the Bucks. Now, records don't matter. Stats are what matters. And the Eagles are the better team statistically here as well. Even though they're both 6-7, and seven, much more impressive stats. 14th in yards per play. Their defense continues to be one of the best in the NFL. 7th in opponent yards per play. Now they're coming off a of bye week. I will back the Eagles here, minus 4.5, minus 110 against the football team. Did they select a name yet? I thought I saw a tweet that they selected the Hogs or something. Is that true or is that just someone making it up? I don't know. It Doesn't matter. Uh, Titans Steelers. I regret to inform you all that I have bet on the Titans this week. Titans minus one and a half, minus one ten. As much as I rightfully called the Titans out for being frauds, let's let's make sure that um let's make sure that everyone is aware of that. I rightfully called the Titans out for being frauds, even though they beat up the Jaguars last week. They're still better than the Steelers. Who, in my opinion, belong in the basement of the NFL? It's a miracle that the Steelers have the record they have. So allow me to repeat the same stat this week that I repeat last week. Bottom teams in the NFL in net yards per play. Texans, Jets, Lions, Steelers, Bears, Jaguars, Dolphins. Texans, Jets, Lions, Steelers, Bears, Jaguars, Dolphins. Six of those seven teams are completely out of the playoffs. Some of them are mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, and the Steelers are like one game out. They stink. Now, we all know Tennessee gets a ton of yardage on the ground, fifth in the NFL in rushing yards percentage. Steelers are dead last by a mile in run defense. Opponents are getting five yards per carry against them this season, 5.5 yards per carry against them over their last three games. Last week, the Vikings averaged 6.7 yards per carry against them. That's inexcusable. I know, obviously, Derrick Henry's out. It doesn't matter as long as they stick to a simple game plan, run the football, control the clock. They're going to beat the Steelers team. One of my favorite bets of the week, Titans minus 1.5, half, minus one ten. Then we have the Cowboys against the Giants. Cowboys minus 10.5, and a 1.10. I'll be honest, I don't love this bet. I wanted to take the Giants to cover the points. But, I mean, it's fucking Mike Glennon. I can't back the Giants in any way, shape, or form with Mike Lynn and the quarterback. I just can't do it. Their defense is actually pretty good, but their offense is so bad. They're averaging 4.4 yards per play over the last three games. Even with a double-digit spread against a div- divisional opponent, I can't do it. Now, I know the Cowboys offense has slumped recently and I did just compliment the Giants defense but their defense got torched by the Chargers last week especially through the air they gave up 8.7 yards per pass attempt. If you give that up to the Chargers we'll see what Dak Prescott on that receiving core can do. So I'll go Cowboys minus 10.5 minus 110. Texans Jaguars. Easiest breakdown of all time. You guys know my rule. These are literally the two worst teams in the NFL in my opinion. Now, I know they both have more wins than the Lions. Um, but these are the two, Texans and the Jaguars are the two worst teams in the NFL. If you're expecting an in-depth handicap here, you're not going to get it. My rules, and I've repeated it before in the past, when two trash-ass, garbage, bottom-of-the-barrel teams play, just take the team getting the points. It's that easy. Especially when that team's getting over a field goal. What am I going to handicap? Oh, the Jaguars are 28th in this stat and the Texans are 30th? Like... I don't got nothing to say good about either team. Give me the team getting the points. Texans plus 3.5, I guess. Uh, Cardinals, Lions. Um, I am betting a lot of heavy favorites this week, and this is certainly one of them. I am going to go Cardinals minus 13.5, minus 105. I will say... There, I, I could see an angle for betting on the Lions. If someone told me they're back in the lines, I wouldn't blame them one bit. I, this is certainly not a confident play because the Cardinals can't stop the run. So if the Lions can just run the ball and play a little bit of defense, they might be able to hang with the Cardinals and keep it within two touchdowns. Uh, but the Lions are dead last in opponent yards per pass attempt. Cardinals are second in offensive yards per pass attempt. So... You have the second best pass offense in terms of yards per pass, going up against the worst defense in terms of yards given up per pass. So I'm going to try not to overthink this one. You might want to look towards the over because it's a good matchup for both offenses, but 47.5, a a little too rich for my blood for betting on the Lions over. So Cardinals minus 13.5, minus 105 against the Lions, my don't overthink it play of the week. Then we got the Rams-Seahawks. I mentioned this one earlier about this one being... Um, uh, this is the one I couldn't lock in a bet for. My two offshore books did not have this line posted as of recording this on Tuesday night. Um, I This will be my bet regardless. If the line changes significantly, then I might change it and then I'll tweet it out, but I'm going to go Rams here to cover probably no matter what. The consensus line I saw was minus 7, minus 110. The Rams... Rough three-game stretch that they suffer through lately it still has people kind of undervaluing them despite that win against the Cardinals in Week 14. But that game was interesting because what happened to the Cardinals is what has happened What happened to the Rams during that three-game stretch, where the Cardinals probably... Um, I'd actually like to see who, who had more yards per play in that game. Let me look this up. I don't want to be wrong about this. Yards per play. Okay, so no Rams actually did 6.6 compared to Cardinals 6. Um, but still, it was a game that, like... Kyler Murray's interceptions were like the game-changers. Where you walk away from this game thinking the Rams are a great team. Um, and a lot of the reason was because they win, they won. And a lot of the reason why they won was because of the two interceptions Kyler Murray threw. Whereas when the Rams throw two interceptions... When Matthew Stafford throws two two interceptions and they lose... Even though the rest of the game they played really well, the Rams sh- are shit. So, it, like this is the same Rams team we've seen during their stretch of three losses, except they didn't throw inter- three interceptions, they got two interceptions. That's why I'm saying you shouldn't overreact to those Rams losses. I still like the Rams quite a bit. Um, where was I here in my notes? Uh, their offense still leads the NFL in yards per play. Defense is fifth in opponent yards per play. Uh, I might, at the start of the playoffs... I'm going to wait until the playoffs to see how the seeding works out. I might bet on a Bills versus Rams exact Super Bowl matchup. (laughs) Top two teams in the NFL yards per play, and I'm married to that stat at this point. Um, But also, it's time to accept that the Seahawks are just a completely average team. At best, really. Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll, they're not going to recreate the magic that we saw for like a decade in Seattle. They're in the bottom half in the NFL of most uh, major statistics. Um, I think Los Angeles is going to be able to torch the Seahawks secondary that ranks 23rd in opponent yards per pass attempt, 22nd in both opponent completion percentage and average opponent passer rating. And here's a big point, is the Seahawks offense has allowed the second highest quarterback sacked rate. They're giving up a sack on 9.26% of dropbacks, and that's with having Russell Wilson, who's one of the more elusive quarterbacks in the NFL. Not a good recipe when you're facing the likes of Aaron Donald and Von Miller. I will lay the points with the Rams in this one. Rams minus seven, minus one ten. Subject to change though, because I have not locked that in yet. Because my offshore books aren't offering that line as of as of right now. 49ers Falcons. Uh, some of you may have seen me tweet out earlier this week that I bet uh Falcons Super Bowl. I put five bucks on them at um, what would have been five hundred to one. Yeah, five hundred to one. Five bucks. $5 bet would win $2500 if the Falcons win the Super Bowl. Is that going to happen? No. Um, did I make the bet kind of for a joke? Yes. But if the Falcons upset the 49ers, all they need to do is probably win that beat the Lions and the Saints to close out the season and they'll probably going to be in the playoffs. No matter what team it is, if there's a team in the playoffs, I guarantee you you won't no matter who it is, you won't be able to bet on them at 200 or at uh yet Two no wait what did I say yeah two five hundred to one to win the Super Bowl you won't find a team in the playoffs five hundred to one to win the Super Bowl so if they sneak in the ticket will at least have some value from a betting perspective now are they going to go on and beat the next uh, how many games after they win three three games just to get the Super Bowl no because they suck and the first time they play a good team they're going to get smoked but it's kind of a fun bet to make screw it crazier things have happened. The Blues were last in the NHL a few years ago uh, at Christmas and then won the Stanley Cup. That's a fact. Uh, 40, so uh, with all that being said, I'm taking the 49ers here because 49ers here, they're probably going to crush the Falcons. <laughs> that being said, the upset's probably not going to happen here, my friends. 49ers minus 9, <laughs> minus 110. Um, I will say as well, Arthur Smith deserves a lot of credit for having the Falcons even in contention for a playoff spot because on paper, this roster should not be in contention. They have one of the worst point differentials in the NFL. Um, They're like in the bottom eight in like almost every single statistic. Um, But they beat the teams that they're supposed to beat, which I think is a sign of a good coach. But when they've played, listen to this, so um, they've played four teams so far with a winning record, uh, at least like a winning record as of right now. The Patriots, the Cowboys, and the Buccaneers twice. I thought I had it written down here. I guess I don't. Um, but they lost those games by combined almost 100 points. It was like 124 to like 26 or something. It was like just under 100 points in those four games they lost. Uh, yikes. And now they're playing their, the fifth uh, game against a team with a winning record, the 49ers. Uh, 49ers, 7th in yards per play, 12th in opponent yards per play, um, and the Falcons stink. They're in the bottom 10 and everything. A big thing that's going to affect this game, which is why the 49ers should crush them, is their defensive line ranks 6th in sack percentage, recording a sack on 7.3% of opponent dropbacks. And the Falcons' offensive line, to be honest, is probably playing above their skill level, but they're still very not good. So I think 49ers win this game in a blowout. Falcons can't hang with them. Too much talent, too much grit. Kyle Shanahan, another Kyle Shanahan revenge game. Uh, I miss Kyle Shanahan. I wish the Falcons never let him go. Uh, 49ers, minus 9, minus 110. Ravens-Packers. I hate this bet. Ugly bet of the week, going to take Ravens plus 4.5, minus 110 against the Packers. So they've struggled in recent weeks. They've looked terrible. But one thing they're good at is they're still very effective at running the football. Averaging 4.6 yards per carry, sixth mark, sixth best mark in the NFL. And I say over and over and over again, The way to beat this Packers team is to run the football. That is the Packers' biggest vulnerability. They rank 23rd in the NFL in opponent yards per carry. The Bears ran the ball very successfully against them last week. Um, And the Ravens' defense has been terrible, but they have been trending in the right direction. They've allowed only 5 yards per play over their last 3 games, which is 11th in the NFL over that stretch big 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 buy low spot on the Ravens and a huge sell high spot on the Packers after their Sunday night dismantling of the Bears in week 14 so this is my uh getting cute with it bet of the week it's either my ugly bet of the week or I'm getting cute with an ugly bet of the week or I I like I'll combine the two it is my getting cute with an ugly bet bet of the week how about that Ravens plus four and a half minus one ten Bengals Broncos. Going to take the Bengals small underdog here on the money line. Plus 105. People may have forgot, but this Bengals team is actually sneaky really good. Uh, maybe not really good. They're good. They have the advantage in this game in net yards per play. And they actually lead the NFL in passing yards per attempt. That is right. Average yards gained per pass attempt. The leader in this, in this stat. The leader in yards per pass attempt is not Kyler Murray is not Patrick Mahomes. It's not MVP frontrunner Tom Brady. It's Joe Burrow. Now the Broncos' defense is solid. They are terrible on third down, which is going to be huge in this game, ranking 26th. I'm not a believer in Denver. I don't have too much else to say in this game or about this game. I'm just not a believer in Denver. I think the public perception on them is higher than what it deserves. I'm a believer in Joe Burrow, though. That guy is a winner. Drag that Bengals team back against the 49ers. Almost one of form in overtime. Once again, first, first in the NFL in yards per pass attempt. Put some respect on Joe Burrow's name. Um, Bengals plus 105 against the Broncos. So we've got the two uh, Sunday Night Football and Monday Night Football left. And then I'm going to recap and then give all my best bets and my teaser, which also hit last week. My teaser hit. Um, But before that, we will take a quick break. I'll be right back. All right, let's finish up here. Sunday Night Football, one of my favorite bets of the week here. Bucks minus eleven, minus one ten. Saints haven't been the same team since Jameis Winston went down with a season-ending injury, which I've, if I recall, came in the first game against the Buccaneers. And then Trevor Simeon finished the game up, and the Saints ended up upsetting the Bucks. I believe that was when Winston got hurt. But the Saints, i mean, I mean—I know the Saints upset them in their first game. I know Tom Brady has historically not played well against the Saints. But i got to trust the numbers here. And the Saints' biggest weakness is their secondary. 21st and opponent yards per pass attempt. Which is not good when you're facing the Buccaneers. Because the Buccaneers, nobody throws the ball more than the Buccaneers. And they're also averaging 314.2 passing yards per game. Which is also the most in the NFL. And they're led by the NFL MVP, Tom Brady. Who somehow, someway... He's going to win MVP at 44 years old and probably another Super Bowl. God do I hate that man. He kills me every single week, week in and week out. I have nightmares of Tom Brady. But I'm going to bet on him this week, which I'm sure because he finds a way to break my heart every single week, no matter who he's playing for and who he's playing against, he will probably not cover against the Saints. He'll probably throw a pick six, which will give the Saints a backdoor cover. But you got a very weak secondary going up against the best passing offense in the NFL and then you got the Saints offense which has just been deplorable since Jameis Winston has been out. I'll take Bucks -11 minus -110 minus on Sunday night football. And then we got the Vikings and the Bears on Monday night football. Now I'm doing I'm making a mistake here and I know already. Number 1, I'm betting on a total which my totals have been terrible this year. I'm very I know I know people just tell me to stop betting totals. I'm not going to. I was better in totals last year than spreads. It's just been a bad season for totals. I hope that last week my one total bet, and I made it very clear, I was on the under in the lines in the Broncos. I told you to take the over. I was on the under, I told you to take the over. If you bet the over, it's an easy winner. Now here I am in another total. I will advise you to do the opposite, especially because I believe I made this bet in both Vikings-Bears games last year, and I believe both Vikings-Bears games weren't even close to hitting this. I'm going to go over. I'm going over 44, minus 110. Uh, uh, I I know I'm going to regret this bet like three minutes into the game. But the Vikings offense has been among the best in the NFL this season. They rank 6th in the league in yards per play. They almost rank a full yard more per play than the Bears. But the Vikings defense has been trash. Um, 31st in opponent yards per carry. So they're second last to the Steelers in run defense. And that's exactly where the Bears' offense thrives. They ran the ball well against the Packers last week. They're 11th in yards per rush. So you have the Vikings, who are generally a good offense, and they're going up against the Bears, who are generally a bad offense, but they can run the ball effectively, and they're going up against the second-worst run defense in the NFL. So low total 44. I think it's a good stylistic matchup for both offenses. Give me the over 44, minus 110. Go ahead and take the under and thank me later, because I suck at totals this season i got to revisit how I handicap season, or my totals at the end of the season. I'm too late now. I'm too late now to change up my strategy on totals. i got to evaluate in the off season. But I like the bet because I think the spread's set right. I can't trust the Vikings to cover as favorites after almost what they did to me on Thursday night. Uh, and the Bears, I mean, I'm sick of betting on the Bears because they keep disappointing me as well. So I'm going to go over 44 minus 110. And there are all 16 bets for NFL Week 15. 15. And I will give you uh, my best bets. No, yeah, let's recap them. Let's just recap them first, and I'll give you my best bets. Thursday night, Chargers plus 3, minus 105 against the Chiefs from Kansas City. Uh, Browns, minus 3, minus 110 against the Raiders. Ooh, I just saw I won my Seattle Kraken bet. Let's go. Uh, Patriots, plus 120 against the Colts. Bills, minus 10.5, minus 110 against the Panthers. Jets, plus 9, minus 114 against the Dolphins from Miami. Eagles, minus 4.5, minus 110 against Washington. Titans, minus 1.5, minus 110 against the Steelers. Cowboys, minus 10.5, minus 110 against the Giants. Texans, plus 3.5, minus 110 against the Jaguars. Cardinals, minus 13 and a half, minus 105 against the Lions. Rams, minus 7, minus 110 against the Seahawks. Uh, that is subject to change. I may tweet that out if the line changes when I actually lock it in. My offshore books did not have that line available at recording. Shout out to Daisy, who is now meowing. I uh, wonder if you can hear her in the microphone. Say something, Daisy. Say something. Speak up. Speak up. Come on, you're on you're on microphone. Got something to say, say it. What a wuss. Got camera shy. Meowing at me, and when I put the microphone in her face, she has nothing to say. That's what I thought. What? All right. 49ers, minus 9, minus 110 against the Falcons. Ravens, plus 4.5, minus 110 against the Packers. Bengals, plus 105 against the Broncos. Bucks, minus 11, minus 110 against the Aints. And the Vikings Bears over 44. My best bets. My five best bets of the week. In this order, I will note. Titans minus one and a half. Bucks minus 11. Jets plus nine. Bills minus 10 and a half. Patriots plus 120 on the money line. My teaser, which I was on a streak where I lost a ton of teasers in a row. I've won at least two in a row for sure. Might be three in a row, but I think it's two in a row. So let's make it three in a row this week. And it's not a very conventional teaser because I'm not... Crossing really key numbers at all. Oh, did you hear that? You want to chime in? What do you think about the teaser, Daisy? Fascinating stuff. She likes the Panthers this week. Um, teaser is Jets plus 14 and a half. We're going to tease it all the way up to 14 and a half. If you count 10 and 14 as key numbers, then I guess it crosses two key numbers. I don't think the Jets can beat, or Dolphins can beat the Jets by more than two touchdowns. That'd, that'd be ludicrous. And then we're going to tease the 49ers down from minus nine to minus three. So I know we're not getting below three, but we are at least crossing seven and we're getting to the number of three. Uh, so Jets plus 14 and a half versus Dolphins. 49ers minus three against the Falcons. That's my six point teaser. Uh, my book, it comes out to minus 120. There you have it. Best of luck with all your bets. Check out the college football bowl game season podcast let's see how well I do in those Um, do you have any closing remarks Daisy no she does not alright this has been the NFL week 15 episode uh, of the Bacon Bets podcast subscribe rate review all that good stuff Uh, love you all best of luck whether you decide to tail fade make your own picks good luck with your bets I will talk oh Daisy, you can't speak until I'm done speaking. Now say something. What a... Unbelievable. All right, talk to you all next week. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card.